What are you in the mood for today? Ah, how about an Anchor Talk profile interview? Yes, we've got the ticket today. Welcome to the Anchor Talk podcast. I'm your host, Dan Davidson, and this is episode 27. We're going to feature an Anchor profile interview of Travis Moffat today. Now, this is part of our 100 interview series. We want to get to know 100 Anchor members in in-depth interviews using the Anchor interview feature tool. And this is going to be our fourth published episode. want to thank the first three, which were awesome interviews. Look back in the archives. Leslie, Bruce, and Sabrina. Really getting great feedback on this. Uh, and you can sign up for an interview at interview.anchortalk.com. It's that easy. We sync up together. I love doing interviews. I'm getting to know people. It's like when I see uh, the people I've interviewed now with their content, it's just like I know them so much better. So this is just a fun concept for me personally. Today's interview is going to be awesome. Travis Moffat uh, is a is a missions director, and he and his family, uh, they, they have a, a mission outreach in Honduras and other parts of the world. They're doing amazing things like raising money for a maternity house in a hospital. And they help with uh, hydroponics. I believe I said that right. Uh, we'll talk about it in the interview. We're helping sustainable uh, food, food growing sources. Uh, just doing a lot of things globally. Great interview. Stay tuned. And remember, uh, we'd love to interview you. Go to interview.anchortalk.com. Sign up and we'll get it in the queue. Uh, for now, get ready to enjoy the Anchor Profile interview with Travis Moffat. Welcome to the Anchor Talk podcast. I'm your host, Dan Davidson, and it's time for our profile interview segment. I'm really looking forward to this interview with a great uh, Anchor member who has two podcasts, and it is Travis Moffat. Travis, welcome to the segment tonight. How are you? I'm good, Dan. Thank you so much for having me on here. Well, hey, thank you for signing up for one of our profile interviews. This has just been an awesome way uh, to get to know some members on, in the Anchor community. And I understand that you are fairly new to Anchor just in the last three weeks or so. Uh, tell us a yep. little bit about yourself and how you're using Anchor right now. Uh, well, first of all, I love the interviews that you've done. I've been able to, to hear two of them already, and they're fantastic. I think you have a great idea of, of allowing anchor content creators through this interview platform to sort of share their story. So, uh, as you said, I came across Anchor maybe three or four weeks ago, just recently got started. So, I am the co-founder and president of an international missions organization called Connect Global. And uh, with myself and my wife, uh, Gina, and her youngest brother, Javier, and his wife, Danielle, the four of us started Connect Global just over six years ago. And we're always looking for ways to try to share our story and, and share the work that we're doing. And when we came across Anchor, we're like, yeah, absolutely. This is such a, a simple and yet robust platform for creating a podcast and, and just another way to kind of get the story out. So we've been Using it, I have my personal channel that's just Travis Moffat, you know, anchor.fm forward slash Travis Moffat. And then for our ministry, Connect Global, we started a channel called The Connection. And uh, on that channel, The Connection, it's a little bit more formatted. You know, we, we post three times a week, and we have some very specific 
uh, segments that we post. And then on my personal channel, Dan, it's, it's, it's kind of the roll of the dice. You know, every day it's a little bit different. I kind of just share what's going on that day. I always try to share something from uh, the Bible. My son Noah has uh, jumped on, and, and he and I do a, a segment called the Bible Express, which is a lot of fun. And, awesome. uh, and then we'll just have, we'll just have dialogue and just talk and, and see what's going on. Wow. That's fantastic. So two channels on anchor and, uh, understand that you, of course, we're using the interview feature right now in anchor, but you've been doing, yep. uh, interviews, uh, for your connection podcast, right? Yeah, we love the interview feature. So we do on the connection, we do three segments a week on Tuesdays. We'll do a segment called the founder's corner. On Thursdays, we'll do a segment called uh, The Global Neighborhood. And then on Saturdays, we do a segment called Life Talks. So those first two on Tuesday and Thursday, The Founders Corner and The Global Neighborhood, we are using the interview feature. So my partner, Javier, he lives in Dallas. I live in Tampa. And uh, we use The Founders Corner as a way just for he and I to have a dialogue about current things going on in our ministry. And we use the interview feature for that. He calls me. He's the, sort of the host of that through the uh, – he hosts that through our Connection channel. That's um, great. And then for the Global Neighborhood, we've used the interview feature there a couple of ways. I've called people to do an interview, or if I've been live and in person with them, then we've recorded the interview and, and uploaded it. But I think that the interview functionality here on Anchor is – uh, underused yet so far, but I think that a lot more people are catching on to it, like yourself. You're giving a great example here. And it's just a powerful feature. It's a way to, to, to connect with people literally around the country, and then hopefully Anchor will expand that out for international calling and, and ways for us to connect with people around the world. Well, I, I want to ask more about uh, your missions organization and learn more about that. While we're talking about Anchor, what have you learned about Anchor as far as it being a platform that where you can really leverage your message uh, to the world and to others? Um, Dan, that's a great question. I think what I have appreciated uh, most about Anchor is just the connection with a wide variety of people. Um, so in you know in the last few weeks, I've gone through and I've tried to not just favorite every channel out there, you know, but really find channels that, that have some content that, that I want to listen to. And, um, man, that has really, uh, with the call-in features and the comment features and things like that, that's really sort of put me in contact with, with other Christians, with, with people who don't profess any faith, maybe people who profess other faiths, um, who are just, you know, bringing their component of their life into this public forum. And uh, it's right. really given me a, a phenomenal opportunity for just some connection, just to kind of share my faith out with people who, you know, like yourself would say, hey, yeah, I agree with that. Or even people who would say, well, I don't think I really agree with that, but, hey, we can talk about it. You know, we can have a friendly dialogue about, uh, right. in, in my case, a friendly dialogue about faith and about mis missions and family and, and things like that. So that's that, I think, has really been fantastic. You know, I see Anchor uh, that there's, uh, kind of a very special uh, interactivity in the community aspect. I, I kind of call it the anchor station nation, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, th there's something that, that's really special about that. And then to know that at the same time that you can create content in a podcast format that can go beyond kind of the anchor community. You're yeah. really, uh, I had a podcast here recently. I called two audiences. 
And so you, you, you have a lot of uh, leverage uh, in creating content, don't you? Yeah, that's been the other thing that for us has been exciting. You know, we use, we've used Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and Facebook and all these platforms. We tried Periscope for a little while, and, uh, but certainly Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, we in our organization have used those uh, for several years. And we've been in a discussion for quite some time on, you know, we want to we start looking into some live video or a podcast, but we want to do that well. You know, we've seen podcasts that are good, some that are not so good, and we know that creating content becomes the, the biggest challenge of that. Um, as well as, you know, getting the professional sounds and, and the editing that goes in behind that. And for us, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty busy. Uh, so when we sort of discovered Anchor, really in version two, I guess I understand there was a version one. We were not really on version one at all. Um, but here in version two, Anchor makes it really so easy to create content. And then the fact that they will extract that out into all of the podcasting platforms has been great. So now we can share our podcast over, over the platforms already on, like Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but now we have a presence already on uh, Google Play, and we have a presence already on uh, the iTunes store, um, on iTunes. And that for us is so helpful because we are a collaborative organization. One of our founding principles is that our projects and our efforts and what we're doing is very collaborative. And uh, so we'll you know, have three, four, five trips a year in Honduras, and we're always bringing people with us, bringing teams with us, usually people from multiple churches and other ministries. And so to have a, uh, a podcast platform like this that's starting to gain some traction is very helpful. It just helps us share that story, and uh, we're seeing people already, already uh, jump on that, on that, uh, on that uh, journey with us. That's fantastic. Well, uh, part of the, the profile segment here is we just get to know a little bit more about the Anchor members and what they're doing. So tell us more about your missions organization. You mentioned already Honduras. I know you have uh, some unique uh, ministry uh, you know, efforts there, and it'd be great if you uh, could just kind of give us an overview. Yeah, absolutely. So my first trip to Honduras was 13 years ago and have traveled to Honduras usually three to four times a year every year since then. Had a short period of time where I was not able to, to travel there. Um, but consistently for 13 years, we've, we've been going there. In fact, I say all the time I'm an American in my body, but I'm a Honduran in my heart. I, I typically <laughs> would say it in Spanish, yo soy un gringo mi cuerpo, pero puro hondureño mi corazón, because I've just fallen in love with uh, Honduras and the Honduran people and, and really Latino peoples all over Central America. So my wife and I had been the missions directors for a church here in Tampa before, and that's how we got connected with Honduras and started leading teams there. And just over six years ago, July 1st is our organizational anniversary. And so this last July 1st was our sixth anniversary. Uh, we said, hey, we've got to take this to the next level. And so we launched out on our own and launched Connect Global. And we believe, uh, we, we would say it this way, that our mission is to share the good news of Jesus around the world and to help others do the same. And our core founding principles are based around sustainable efforts and collaboration. So we look for very practical needs in the countries that we work in, um, and we try to fill those needs in a way that can be sustained by the people there once we're gone. You know, I, I plan to go to Honduras until the day I die. Now, hopefully that'll be a long time from now. But if it were tomorrow, I wouldn't want the things that we've done in the past to come to an end. 
And so we, we uh, work on projects that the people can sustain. And, and like I said, we do that collaboratively, collaboratively with, with other people. Uh, in that model, we've had opportunity to travel to Haiti. We've had opportunity to travel into South America and Colombia and Brazil. Uh, we've traveled into Thailand. And in these various nations, uh, we started off building aquaponic systems. So oh, an aquaponic yeah. system is uh, basically like a fish farm and a hydroponic system that you combine together, and it allows a family or a community or an orphanage. We've built them for all these different contexts. Uh, it allows these people groups to start growing their own food. And so in places like in a remote village in Honduras where we've worked for, for these 13 years called Kasuna, they're a coastal people group. Uh, they have uh, very um, sporadic supplies of protein. So when the fishing is good, they get protein. For months and months when it's bad, then the children become anemic and don't even have like full proper development because they're not getting sufficient protein sources. Wow. So an aquaponic system is something that we can build for a family in their backyard, and it's not dependent upon uh, you know fish migration and things like that, or even seasons of the year as much because then they can grow their own fish, and they can also grow uh, nutrient-rich vegetables. And so we've built those in Honduras. We've built a large aquaponic system at an orphanage in Thailand. Um, so that's, that's been an ongoing project for us. Earlier this year in another part of Honduras that's very dry, a very arid part of the country, we were able to drill a water well. And, you know, we've all seen on TV and, and just heard uh, the challenges of communities with bad, you know, dirty water or with no water. This was a community right. of about 600 people, Dan, with, with no water. Um, a couple months back, I was staying at, at some people's house there in the community and just not thinking. I mean, we sat down for dinner, ate dinner, and I thought, okay, I want to get up and go wash my hands. I, and I just got up and walked to the kitchen sink, and they all just watched me uh, and turn on the water faucet, and nothing comes out. And it was just like a, another shock moment that these people have no water. They literally have to wow. drive to the next town yeah. to, to buy water. And uh, so we were able to drill a water well there earlier this year. And so now they have water. They have water in their home. I mean, this is like that for is us great. to take these things such for granted, but it's like a major miracle for these guys. And then I've shared here on Anchor, we're working on a maternity home project at a, at a large hospital there in the North Coast in Los Angeles, Honduras. And, and again, it's a way to meet a practical need. But Dan, what's beautiful about it, this for us is that this gives us also an opportunity to come and say, hey, listen, we're doing this because Jesus loves you. And because he loves me and because he loves you, then we're going to build this maternity house for you. We're going to drill this water well for you. We're going to build this aquaponic system for you. And we're going to give it to you. We don't want anything from you, but we're going to share with you what's even a greater source of nutrition than food, a greater source of, of safety than a house, a greater source of refreshing than water. And that is the love of Jesus that can, that can radically change your life and save your soul and, and do great things for you in your life. And so it gives us an opportunity to, to share that message as well. Wow. And that's, I love that uh, concept and framework of sustainability. I mean, you, you are sharing something that uh, when you, when you leave from your visiting, whatever, it just keeps on being a blessing, doesn't it? Exactly. We've been very intentional to, uh, to not create what we call missionary dependency. And, uh, you know, we, as missionaries, we love missionaries. We love it when somebody says, look, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and, and go somewhere where I can, I can be a help. But we, we just want to make sure that the models that we're bringing 
actually provide long-term sustainable help for the people once the missionary is gone. Um, and we think that, that that really is the the full message of the gospel. You know, Paul says in Galatians, he says, the gospel was foretold in advance to Abraham that the Gentiles would be justified by faith. And then he quotes Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3, where God comes to Abraham and says, I'm going to make you a blessing. He said, I'm going to bless you so that you'll be a blessing to all nations. And so Paul is literally saying in the book of Galatians that that is the gospel, that you're blessed to be a blessing to all nations. So, man, I've had this fantastic life. I mean, God's been so good to me. So I'm blessed. So I can go and be a blessing to somebody in such a way that then they can be a blessing to somebody else. So you see, when we build an aquaponic system in somebody's backyard, then now they have food they can share with their neighbor. And that we see as the continuation of, of, of the gospel. You know, as you describe that, Travis, uh, one of my favorite movies is called Pay It Forward. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of become a cultural vernacular. I guess yeah. uh, you're kind of bringing to bear that the in the Bible and God and in, in his people kind of had the original pay it forward concept, right? That's right. That's right. I mean, Jesus comes from heaven to earth. He dies for us. You know, he, he, he dies on the cross. He spends three days in the grave. He raises, he's risen from the dead. Well, why did he do that? You know, just so that he could change my life. Well, he did that so that he could impact me and you so that we could go and impact other people. And he says, the things that I've done, you're going to do these things. So he, he says, you go and what you've seen me do, you go and do likewise. That's called discipleship. You know, discipleship is doing what your teacher did. And so he says, okay, I'm going to send you out, and I want you to go and literally spend your life giving to someone else and teaching them to to do the same thing. That's awesome. Now, I understand that you're in the midst of a fundraising campaign for a, a project. You want? Would you like to share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. This has just been so fantastic for us. So about two years ago, we were there in Honduras. We were at a hospital called the Hospital Atlantida, which is the, the name of the state. Uh, or Honduras has 13 states. The name of the state is called Atlantida. And we work in the city of La Ceiba, which is the third largest city in all of Honduras. So in that city, they have a hospital. And we were working with an organization called the Foundation for Honduran Children with Cancer. And this is a, a Honduran foundation, excuse me, and they care for children who have cancer. And so we were bringing medical supplies and just helping some things with them. They were connected to this hospital, and we met the director of the hospital. And she said, hey, we've got a challenge at our hospital. I'd like to present to you guys and see if you can help us. Okay, no problem. So she takes us down this corridor, and there's all these women um, – like on makeshift little pallets, you know, like they've got their little bedrolls and they're all sort of congregated at the end of this open air corridor. There's a roof over it, but it's, it's outside. And she says, okay, through this door over here is the NICU. And all of these women are new mothers. And so as the story goes, this is a very busy hospital. They deliver about a hundred babies a week. Many, many mothers will travel hours and hours and hours, five, six, seven, eight hours to get to this hospital to deliver their, their new babies there. Well, because of the poverty and the rural nature in which a lot of people in Honduras live, many of the mothers during pregnancy are undernourished. They're, ma- they're, they're suffering from malnutrition. And so wow. if you're a pregnant mother and, and you're suffering from malnutrition, so is your baby. So oftentimes the children are born premature or underweight uh, you know, or, or with, with conditions that they can address at the hospital uh, but the mothers have to wait there for 
the hospital to provide the care for the child. So okay. the hospital is a great NICU. So a lot of times the children will have to stay in the hospital for the average time is about one to two weeks. So mom's not going to travel back eight hours back home without her baby, right? Right. So she's going to stay at the hospital. So there's no place for the mothers. They'll have a bed for a night or two for initial recovery, and then they're released as patients from the hospital. And so they literally sleep on this tile floor outside in this open-air environment outside of the NICU. And that they, they, they can be with their children, care for their children, nurse their children, things like that. So the hospital asked us if we would build a home for the mothers there. And immediately we Great. said, yes, absolutely. You know, before we even figured out how much it was going to cost, we're like, yes, we'll figure out a way. We, we have to do this. Um, so then we started talking with builders and, and all of this, and we have figured out that the whole project is going to cost about $210,000. And that for us, we're not a, we're not a large missions organization, that's a lot of money for, for us to, to go out Certainly. and raise. Um, so we started, you know, really putting the plan together before we launched a big campaign. We started meeting with some people on an individual basis. And uh, just the, as the story goes, last year, a, a doctor from here in Tampa said, hey, I'm going to give you guys $10,000 of seed money. That was like unbelievable. And uh, so, you know, for us, that's a big donation. And uh, so we put that towards the, the maternity house. And then uh, earlier this year, I got an email from another uh, friend in the medical profession who had traveled with us and seen the project and seen, you know, what we wanted to do. And uh, he emailed me earlier this year in like March, and he said, I'm going to put up, my wife and I are going to put up a matching grant. He said, so we're personally going to match dollar for dollar everything that you guys raise between now and May 31st up to $40,000 out of their own personal Fantastic. pocket. I was kind of blown away. So during that time period, we raised about $35,000. They uh, went ahead and gave us the full $40,000, and then other donations have come in since then. And so we're right now just a, just a bit over $100,000 having come in already, and the bulk of that since, like, March of this year. So we're kind of like, wow, this is amazing. So um, our plan is to be able to break ground later this year on the project. And that then we'll great. continue the rest of the fundraising, you know, during the building process. Uh, but that way we can get the ball rolling and just start moving one step, uh, in one step closer. And, um, you know, it's the, the impact for, for us is, is this. I spent about 17 years in sales and sales management before uh, full-time in, in ministry. And whenever I'd make a big sale, that was sort of the celebration time. You know, you, you sell your product and, well, okay, we'll call all our buddies. Hey, I just sold this big product, you know. A um, couple weeks back, I was at a church in Georgia uh, just sharing, you know, about, the, about what was going on. And a man came up afterwards, uh, and he said, hey, I want to I sow into this. And he, I'd never met the guy before. Um, he wrote me a check for $10,000 towards this maternity project. And, and the feeling I had was like, you know, back having been in sales, I was like, man, this is great. But I thought, you know, the, Dan, the real day of celebration is going to be the day that I walk down that corridor. And I take these mothers by the hand and I walk them to that completed house. That's wow. going to be the day to, to celebrate the, the donations that are coming in or the resources that we're using to, to complete this house. But the, 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 the party, you know, is going to be when these yes. moms have a, have a bed. I mean, it's, it's, what is it? 1145 PM here in Tampa, Florida, you know, it's late. And so I know I'm consciously aware of this every single day that tonight there are a dozen or so moms who are going to sleep on that tile floor again tonight. 
And so we're committed to do everything within our power to uh, change that reality for them as quickly as we possibly can. What an exciting project. Wow. That's, and uh, you, you all are just doing so many things, and I love that you're meeting practical needs, and uh, that, that's going to be a great blessing, Travis. Uh, let me ask you how people can best connect with you. Uh, you mentioned in Anchor you have the two podcasts, uh, and then but also outside of Anchor. And, I, and I'll mention that your last name, Moffitt, is two Fs and two Ts, Travis Moffitt. So just share yep. how people can connect with you. Yeah, for sure. Certainly here on Anchor, we'd love for, for anybody who's interested in just following the story to favorite my channel. Like you said, it's Travis Moffitt, M-O-F-F-I-T-T, and favor The Connection. Um, I, I put out content every day on The Connection. Like I said, it's about three times a week. Uh, certainly the easiest way really to connect with us overall, find out more about our trips. If you'd want to come with us, you know, we've got uh, trips into Honduras. We'll be returning to Cuba again in May of next year. I was just in Cuba uh, in November of last year, and we'll be going back May of next year, and we bring team members with us on all these trips. So if you'd be interested in going with us, if you want to make a contribution towards the maternity house or any of the other projects that we have going on uh, to help sustain our organization, all that can be done on our website. And our website is goservechange.com. Those three words, G-O, go, serve, S-E-R-V-E, change, C-H-A-N-G-E.com, goservechange.com. And that has all of our information about the project, the updates on the maternity house, our trip schedule, uh, how all that works. Plus, you can connect with us on social media platforms across the board. So on Facebook, uh, it's uh, Connect Global. On Twitter, it's iConnectGlobal. On Instagram, it's iConnectGlobal. Um, those are our organizational channels. And then I have a, a public profile page on Facebook as well, which is the Facebook forward slash CG, like Connect Global, CG dot Travis Moffitt. Um, and so any of those platforms, we would love to uh, to connect with, with, you know, anybody here. That'd be great. That is awesome. I'm very uh, exciting to hear about all the things you're doing around the world. And uh, it just shows, uh, just right here in Anchor, what a, just an awesome community we have. And uh, yeah. now we cool. know more about you and how you and your ministry are using Anchor and even your seven-year-old son and you doing a little Bible Express, uh, creating content every day through the Anchor platform. Yeah, that's been a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, my very first day on Anchor, I shared a, a verse from the Bible. And I, I don't know, a couple of days later, Noah, my son, came to me and he said, well, Dad, how about if me and you share a verse together? We'll call it the Bible Express and we'll just share a quick <laughs> verse uh, say, I'm like, man, this is great. You know, this is so exciting. So uh, I'll pick out a verse and I'll say, okay, here's the verse and, you know, read it to him. And then he, you know, his thoughts that he's sharing about that, where I'm not coaching him on that. I mean, that's like his thoughts. Uh, so you can go back to our episodes and hear those there. A ton of fun. A couple, uh, I don't know, two weeks ago or something, we did like some outtakes, you know, because we'll, we'll goof it up every once in a while. And uh, <laughs> so we did some outtakes on this. That was a lot of fun. But it's really neat to me, to hear just the kind of unadulterated view of the Bible from a seven-year-old. I, I, to me, that's, it's, it's awesome. I love it. So if there are uh, listeners in the Anchor community who you know, haven't really created as much content, maybe they're just listening, uh, they now know that a seven-year-old is doing a, a regular content on Anchor, right? So it's a That's time right. That, if a seven-year-old can create content on Anchor, anybody can. There you go. Awesome. 
<laughs> well, Travis, what what a pleasure and privilege to talk with you and get to know you here on this interview. And uh, you know, we'll be praying for your ministry, and I'm, I'm certainly going to check it out. And you're doing some great uh, worldwide godly efforts uh, all across the world. So thank you for what you and your family and organization are doing. It's a great honor. You know, I say all the time that, that God allows us to participate with him in the reconciliation of this world. So we, we really consider it an honor. And, and thank you for taking the time doing this. Your your channel on Anchor is fantastic. And uh, for leading the way in these interviews and for allowing me to be a part of that, I really appreciate it. It's an honor. Thank you for joining us. And we'll, we'll stay anchored together in the Anchor Station Nation. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you.